guys, um, welcome back to the At The World podcast. Uh, it's your host Marco and today we're going to be talking about um, the current situation at Manchester United. Um, so I'll sp- start off by speaking for most Manchester United fans when I say that we are not happy at the moment, um, especially with the coach and yeah just in general it's just like it's a headache every week like it's it's just a constant stress like um yeah like at the moment it's chaos so i'll start off with the coach um i've well at the beginning of of the season i wasn't ollie in or ollie out i was ollie needs to do better and um at the moment i'm kind of i'm not only out but he has to go um if you know what i'm saying you know like i'm not gonna hand him out or anything like i'll i'll always be grateful for what he's done for the team even though many people many fans won't see it they'll just see oh he hasn't won any trophies so yeah he's a failure but that's not the case with ollie i've seen what he's done and i'm grateful but yeah i think that his time has come to an end um he should have he should have lost his job straight after the Liverpool match. I don't know how he's still on the job, but um to be fair, um I don't think Conte is a good fit for United. So I'll go over that right now. So um when you look at um or before um uh, Nino got sacked, all the United fans are saying, Yeah, let's get Conte in, let's get Conte in. But if you look at the profiles he's had throughout his career. So we'll start off with Chelsea. At Chelsea, he had, um, if you look at the forwards, he had um, Diego Costa, Hazard, and Pedro slash William as his forwards. If you look at the wingbacks, for example, Victor Moses. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so. Yes, um, if you look at uh, who he had at Inter, he had um, Hakimi, um, oh, he was on the left, Perisic, uh, who else played on the I forgot who played on the left, but um, he had, in the middle of the park, he had Barella, Brozovic, um, there was someone else, but I forgot now, and up front he had Lukaku and Martinez. And now he's going to inherit um, Reguillon, who, by the way, I think is very underrated and disrespected. Um, I think under Conte, he will go on to prove how good he really is because um, I think his stocks have fallen very low. But um, I think under Conte, we'll see the best of him. And also, um, we see uh, uh, Kane and Son are there as well. So if you compare that to United, so if you compare Costa, Hazard, Pedro, Lukaku, uh, the, um, what's his name, uh, Latoro Martinez, and Kane and Son, uh, if you compare that to United, if you look at our forwards, we have Ronaldo, Rashford, Marcial Cavani, Sancho. If you compare them, um, the other forwards. All have a well. The other teams all had a striker who could hold up the ball. He was tall. He could hold up the ball and that can link play 
to an elite level. But when you look at United, United don't have that yet. Um, because what's it? Cavani uh, can't hold up the ball to a level that Kane and Lukaku could. Um, Ronaldo can't hold up the ball to a level that Kane. Ronaldo's not even a striker. That's the problem. But yeah, um, Ronaldo and Lukaku, um, Ronaldo and Rashford can't hold up the ball to a level that Lukaku and Kane could. And if and and Greenwood, Greenwood can actually hold up the ball, but again, not to the level that Kane and Lukaku could. He's more of a second striker. He's not really a. He shouldn't really be a, a, a lower. Well, at the moment, he shouldn't be a lone centre forward. But um, so when you look at what Conte might have inherited at United, is very different to the profiles that he had at Chelsea and Inter Milan. So you, so we were practically asking him to work with types of players that he doesn't want to work with. So we, so if he came in and we let's say started drawing or losing. Well, not drawing, losing, but we we wasn't seeing the performances that we might have wanted to see at the beginning. Then the fans would have been like, "Ah, oh, why did we get this guy? Ah, oh, he's he, he's not playing the right team. He's not doing this. He's not doing that." So that's something to think about when hiring a manager. What type of profiles is he going to work with? What type of project? And also, when you look at how Conte left Chelsea. There were a lot of bad rumours going on around him. His fallout with Diego Costa, uh, Willian, etc, etc. Fallout with the board. So he hasn't got that good history with um, his colleagues. So I think not hiring Conte was actually a good thing. Because we can actually look at more suitable managers. Like Personally, I'd go for Zidane. But it doesn't look like he's going to come. Reports are saying that uh, he he wants to stay on holiday or whatever, so I don't think he'll come. Um, I like the look of t- uh, Eric Ten Hag, um, the manager, of the coach from Ajax. Um, I want to start watching more um, Ajax uh, matches. I think I watched the. So today is um, if I don't drop this today, the day is the third of November. So I think Ajax are playing Dortmund today, so I might watch that. Um, Depending how I feel, um, but yeah, um, at the moment there's not a lot of um, permanent coaches available that I would take. So I think the best thing to do would to be wait. Whoop, sorry, the best thing to do is to wait till the summer um, with Ole in charge or sack Ole again interim in and um, uh, sign uh, someone more suitable look at the options in the summer sign someone more suitable and go for there now when we look at the team itself so when we look at um, the Liverpool game for example like the, the, the coaching is horrific because he essentially went with a 4-2-4 formation 4-2-4 um out of possession formation 
so that leaves a lot of space for the that left a lot of space for the two central midfielders to cover which obviously is very um unsustainable against a team like Liverpool as well we did that against Atalanta we played very high risk football against Atalanta um I always knew we were going to win that game though um I always knew we were going to win that um yeah I could just see it by the amount of chances we were creating and their best defender went off injured Mary Demiral very um uh I think he tore his ACL um last year sign or the year before very underrated defender um uh if you want to go watch comps on youtube of him uh i saw him a bit at juventus um so yeah uh i rate him uh good good center back very good center back um but um anyways what was i saying yeah the tactics that Ole implements especially out of formation are very poor because um out of possession um we don't press very well i'll just say this right now yeah since ronaldo's come to united all of a sudden everyone's become this whole expert when it comes to pressing oh this player doesn't press well that player doesn't press well ronaldo doesn't track back ronaldo doesn't do this Oli doesn't know how to implement a press boy i i'm no expert like i know what i know but i'm no expert when it comes to pressing but all of a sudden everyone's become this whole expert when it comes to pressing so all i'm going to say is if you know what you're talking about then you know feel free to express your opinion if you don't if you if you don't know what you're talking about don't say anything at all but yeah um i can say from what i know that the team doesn't press well um it, there's no cohesion and there's it's it's very disjointed it gets broken down very easily um especially because um well not against um Atalanta last night but um uh, what was I going to say um we set up with a 44 out of formation but you know Ronaldo doesn't really press Greenwood is a bit uh, lax Pogba is terrible at pressing um Rashford sometimes may press out of this urgent pure urgency Bruno sometimes runs like a headless chicken. So, um, yeah, it's very uncoordinated. People need to realise pressing isn't simply just um, running after the ball. It's an instruction and it's something that has to be implemented into the player's mental. That's, that's one of the most important things. They have to be willing to run for the team, but runs work, uh, work smart, not hard. So don't just run around like a headless chicken. Know when you need to run and know who you're running for, why you're running. Those that's something that needs to be um, um if you if you want to take anything out of this episode, that's one thing that you gotta take. Pressing isn't just running after the ball, it's it's simply an instruction that basically like your mom telling you what to do. Like simply like you have to know, like you have to realise oh I'm doing it for my mum doing it out of respect it's the same thing with pressing it's not just running after the ball it's simply a mental it's not just simply a mental thing but mentality and um, psychology is very important when it comes to pressing so um, yeah that's 
that's pressing out of the way um i'll say that um so i'll start off with um i'll go over the team again so uh, i think we need to get a new goalkeeper our goalkeeper is very um needed at the moment because um if you look at all the elite teams in the world at the moment they all have a good goalkeeper that can play out from the back and that's got a good level of shot stopping and can also command their box when you look at the hair he can't play um for he can't play from the back he, he just gets the ball well he don't even take a touch he just kicks it long um he panics in possession. To close down. He's too um, scared to command the box during an opponent's um, uh, angle. Free kick or um, if you look at um, um, Zapata's goal against Atalanta yesterday, um, he just stayed on his line and he always does that. He, they call him deglued. That's what they call him, deglued to his line. Because he just stays on his line. He doesn't come out at all. He doesn't close down the angle. It just makes it so easy for the striker to pick his spot and place it. So... Um, yeah, when you look at, for example, Edison, his shot stopping is very average, but that's because City are able to sustain pressure. And if you have a goalkeeper that's good with his feet, um, that allows you to build up from the back, um, go through the first phase very easily, and you're able to sustain pressure because you're not just going to give the way, um, give away the ball um, all the time you get, um, every time you get it, and you're your team will be much more composed in possession because they know that once the goalkeeper gets the ball, um, all I have to do is find space and um, the ball will come to me because my goalkeeper is good in possession. He won't panic. He won't get nervous. And, you know, yeah, everyone's happy. So I think a goalkeeper is needed. I think if you are to play a five at the back, a wing back is needed. One wing back that I would recommend is Wilfred Single. If you haven't seen him before, go check him out on YouTube. Wilfred Single plays for Torino, right wing back. I'll say, in my opinion, he's better than Hakimi. Um, again, if you haven't seen Wilfred Single, go check him out on YouTube. One of the one of the best wing backs I've seen for a long time. Uh, so yeah, I think I think he's um, you know complete. Um, he can go um, he can drive with the ball he's confident when driving with the ball he's not just like Hakimi one thing I've noticed with Hakimi he's not that comfortable 1v1 um, he's, a, he's a link up player so you know he'll lift the ball to a you know, nearby midfielder or nearby player then make a run ahead of the ball whereas Wolfram Singles is comfortable when it comes to driving at the ball um, from the back under pressure, he's comfortable coming inside, outside. He's got world-class ball striking. He's not afraid to take on a player one v one. He's an aerial threat, six foot two, six foot three, I think. He's an absolute pace and power monster. He's rapid. I think he's one of the best wingback prospects that are out right now. So yeah, if you haven't seen him, go check him out. I think he'll be an upgrade on one Bissaka in the wing back position. He could potentially even be a world class fullback. So yeah, I think we need to invest in him if we are to play a three at the back. Um, 
I've said it before and I'll say it again Pogba needs to skedaddle because he's not good enough tactically what I mean by that is that his ability shouldn't be questioned but it's his mentality what, um, when a tactic is given to him that um, what I mean by that is let's say um, for example yesterday United played in a 5-3-2 formation um, no it was a 5-2-3 formation out of pos- no who played Rashford Ronaldo Brick it was a, a mix between a 5-2-1-2 and a 5-2-3 formation out of possession for United so uh, in that formation Pogba played in the pivot um, in possession as well next to McTominay and you can see he's just taking so long on the ball taking too many touches he's putting little to no weight on his passes he's pretending like he's press resistant Pogba's best position is obviously um, a left midfielder um, in a 4-4-2 or left winger in a 4-3-3 but that's the problem with Pogba when he plays in those positions he doesn't provide any he, well, he provides little to no um, attacking output fair enough the assists yeah 7 assists but I said before the assists were for Gazi and if you look at how many goals he scored from, from that position, I can't really think of that many. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's scoring less than Jack Grealish from that position per 90 minutes. I'm pretty sure. I'd have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure he's scoring less than Jack Grealish. So, yeah. For me, Popo is just a tactical headache and we don't need him. And he pretends to be this press-resistant player. Let me explain what press-resistance is. Being press resistant means that you're able to come up with a solution uh, in possession whilst being pressurized by an opponent. So, um, let's say, for example, um, you know, you're starting up your build up phase. Uh, so, let's say the centre back has the ball. He can clearly see uh, the uh, striker is coming to press him. So, what he may do is he may um, shift the ball to the right, open up his body. Um, pretend like he's gonna pass the ball or switch the ball uh, to the right winger but then he may make, he may make a sharp turn to the left throwing the striker off uh, um, off his stride and then going into that space that the striker is vacated uh, behind him or let's say um, uh, midfielder's got his back to goal um, so let's say this, the, the, the centre back uh, plays the ball into the midfielder whilst he's back to goal but whilst he's back to goal um, he's got another player that's, pr- uh, that's pressing him from behind so what he may do is um, as he's receiving the ball he may um, you know do a couple body feints uh, shift to the left and go to the right or um, uh, you know what's it flick um, what's it execute a fancy flick or um, take a touch oh no take the ball in a half turn uh, do a reverse step over to the left then go to the right stuff like that stuff go watch Indombele clips that's what press resistance is that's pure press resistance at its finest go watch Biscuits go watch um, 
uh, Bernardo Silva. Go watch um, De Jong, Modric. That's press resistance at its finest. Um, the thing with Pogba is um, he's too confident in his abilities and his physical attributes that he overuses that and it kind of comes across that he's elite at press resisting when he's not. He's just, you know, he's at an average level. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think Popper just needs to go, man. I think his time is up. Um, he came during the rebuild period for United, but obviously, you know, it just hasn't worked out for him. So, I think he just needs to go, man. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. I think one thing um, about this team that many United fans don't want to say, but I'll say it right now, is that Bruno is holding the team back so much. There's so much potential to, that this team has to be unleashed. But Bruno single-handedly is holding it back as well as he's playing. That's the problem. We got what we paid for with Bruno and more but we need more if you know what I'm saying and we have more so um, what I'm saying is the type of profile Bruno is this his type of player profile you won't really see that anywhere else in any other team he can't dribble he's not explosive he's too direct well, not too direct well. Yeah, he is too direct. He's not efficient enough. And he can't really keep the ball in tight spaces. Which is a problem when you're going against the big teams. That's why he's not a big game player. Because you can't keep the ball well enough. And you can't adapt to certain game states. And big... Sorry. You can't adapt to certain game states in um, the big games. Which is why I think um, he either needs to be dropped or sold if he's not happy uh, on the bench because his type of player profile is holding us back. So, um, in my opinion, who the player that needs to come in his place instead of him is Sancho. That's what we signed him for. We signed him for a player of his creativity. Um... We sign a player that can solve creativity issues from the right. Greenwood provides that, but um, again, very direct if you're having him and Ronaldo in the same lineup. So you need a player to balance that. And I think Sancho is that balance. A uh, player that can take players on 1v1. He can recognize when he needs to play, take players on 1v1. And he can recognize when he needs to slow the game down. Um, that's what a playmaker is. A playmaker, I'll define what a playmaker is. Playmaker is a game that controls how a team attacks. So um, that's basically what Sancho is, um, essentially. Uh, if given the tools, he can um, decide Manchester United's attack. Um, whereas Sancho, um, Rashford, Ronaldo and Greenwood execute a team's attacks so they're the end they're the, the 
their black holes in possession. So our possession will most likely end with Rashford, Ronaldo, Greenwood or Bruno. It won't most likely end with Sancho. Sancho will circulate the ball or, you know, um, play make, let's say. So, um, yeah, uh, that's essentially what playmaking is, controlling the flow of a team's attacks. Rashford, Ronaldo, Greenwood, Bruno are essentially all creators. They execute, create attacks, but um, not create, what am I trying to say? Yeah, they're essentially creators, they, like, they, they, they create attacks, but Sancho controls attacks, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. So yeah, moving on to um, the strikers. I've said it before and I say it again, Ronaldo is not a striker. He's not a number nine. He's not a number nine. He's not, he's not a number nine. He, oh, I can't stress this enough. He's not a number nine. That's not what he is. He should not be playing up top. Greenwood should be playing up top, not Ronaldo. Cavani should be playing up top, not Ronaldo. Don't let just because he's been playing in a in a in a in a what's it in a what do you call it again? Uh, what's it? A front two. Uh, these last two games against Spurs and Atalanta doesn't mean he's a number nine. He's not a number nine because he can't play like a number nine. That's not what he is. It's as simple as that. Just play Greenwood up there. Greenwood is a number nine. Play him up there. You bought Sancho for 75 million or whatever. We don't play him. It doesn't make sense. These little man management issues are is what is what is going oh my English. These little uh, man management issues is what is going to cost Ollie's <laughs> job. Sorry if that's not the right English, but yeah. Um yeah, man, seriously, stop playing Ronaldo up front. Simple as that. But yeah, overall, um, yeah, man, I'm just not happy with where United's heading at the moment. The squad is there for us to win trophies, but we haven't got the coach. So I think the coach needs to change. Um, oh, I didn't write anything down, so I don't know if there's anything that else that I need to say. Um, yeah, um, so I'll go over my preferred lineup um, again. So I don't know if um, a lot of people follow me on Instagram, but I put one up, but I think I have to change it because, yeah. Um, so it starts off like this. So De Gea, um, Lindelof right centre-back, Maguire centre-centre-back, and um, Varane left centre-back. Uh, Shaw left wing back um, McTominay centre mid Fred centre mid uh, Wan-Bissaka right wing back uh, 10 in the 10 we have Bruno um, slash Sancho um, now I've got Sancho Sancho is my preferred 10 because he can also that's what I'm saying about being adept being adept sorry being able to change a position when you need to. So Sancho can start off in a 10, he can play in a 10, can, he, he can have a free role. He can play in a 10, drop deep, uh, go wide, he can do whatever. 
and do it to a high level. So I think it's time to um, sustain the turn and have uh, Greenwood and Ronaldo up front. That should be the lineup for Manchester United, in my opinion. So yeah, um, moving on. I have decided to become a Real Madrid fan. Um, yeah, uh, funny enough. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've decided to become a Real Madrid fan. Um, simply because um, I'll still support Manchester United, but um, I just think that you know I'm not a slave for no one. Um, you know, I'm not a neek. I don't worship no team. I don't idolize no one. I don't know man. I don't. I don't know Ronaldo. I don't know the man like that. So I mean, it's not like I'm supporting a rival or anything, but. I decided to put to support Real Madrid, not as much as I support United. Um, I don't really watch their games uh, like that. Kind of catch up. I uh, go on. Um, I've got, got a couple of websites where I watch um, other games after I finish watching United. But yeah, um, I fell in love with like the club, like Perez. He's a proper director, CEO, whatever he is. The way he took. Uh, control of organising a Super League which I think has to stand which I think has to go on it will go on whether you like it or not the Super League is coming people get with the times um, I just like the way they integrate integrate youth if you look at the youth that's come out of Real Madrid I think Hikimi came from Real Madrid if I'm not mistaken Asensio um, Vinicius came out of um, graduated from the academy um who else uh uh if you look at what talents they bought as well Valverde I think Valverde I forgot if he was bought or came out of the academy uh but yeah um Rodrigo as well um yeah man just loads of brilliant young players mixed with that experience um, and yeah, they're, they're basically the Spanish Manchester United in a way, um, except we're not dominating, or, or we're both not dominating, but um, yeah, um, they're the two biggest clubs in the world, financially and historically. So yeah, um, I just decided to, come, to become a Real Madrid fan, basically. Um, yeah, so I think that wraps up the episode there. So I'll be doing a couple more episodes in the future regarding other teams. It's not just Manchester United. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do other teams as well. So um, yeah, that wraps up the episode. Um, if you've made it this far, thank you for listening. Um, ch- uh, check out my Instagram page if you haven't already. Um, at the will podcast and um yeah uh thank you for listening and uh in a bit